0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment.
2: 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey
0: Club present the show that is everything Oilers Oilers Now with Bob
2: Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex Office supplies at huge
1: savings Yeah, Digitex does that
2: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A On Oilers Radio 630 Ched. will recover a loose stick bear what a chip by ryan Strom to win it off a setup from ethan bear and the oilers prevail four three in overtime ryan strome wins it as you heard on 630 chad earlier today the oilers getting past the cologne sharks 4-3 in overtime to win their final preseason game reader Lucic and Raddy also scored for the Oilers. A couple of assists by McDavid. Miko Koskinen makes uh, 16 saves on 19 shots. Cam Talbot will be the goalie when the season starts. Saturday against the New Jersey Devils in Sweden. My name is Reed Wilkins, sitting in for Bob Stoffer this week. You will hear from Bob on the show tomorrow. He has been coming on the show every day except today because now the Oilers are obviously traveling from uh, Germany to Sweden. Hey, uh, we're, we're today we're 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 celebrating the 101st anniversary of the Seattle Metropolitans winning the Stanley Cup. So we wanted to have Andy Ide on the show from 710 ESPN Radio in Seattle. That's the topic, right, Andy? You covered that team. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: way back when I was there. I was there for that whole Stanley Cup run. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, the Seattle Metropolitans uh, in the old PCHA uh did win the uh 1917 Stanley Cup obviously uh we're we're not going to go through the playoff format folks trust us it was a little <laughs> bit different uh, but uh maybe may maybe a a team coming soon to Seattle uh i mean obviously Andy they they took another significant step forward uh, towards nailing this down yesterday didn't they
0: yeah yesterday was a pretty exciting day around here i i guess we can say that unofficially it's official uh, the NHL Executive Committee recommended to Seattle for an expansion team in 2020. Uh, so it's got to go to the full Board of Governors in December, but the, the Board of Governors has never not gone along with the recommendation from the Executive Committee. So we're, we're, we're not quite popping the champagne yet, but we've got it chilled.
2: Well, yeah, it like you said, it looks good. Uh, somebody texted in earlier. Why, why would they expand instead of moving a team there? I said, well, the other owners get to split six hundred and fifty million bucks. Likely going <laughs> to yeah. be the fee. So, so that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's always appealing to add a thirty-second team. Andy, t- tell me a little bit about uh, about this ownership group and why it would have the NHL feeling confident.
0: Well, yeah, so the two majority owners are. are um, uh Jeremy Bonderman, who, who's a big Wall Street billionaire, and then Jeremy, Jeremy or Jerry Bruckheimer, who's the movie producer who did like the Pirates of the Caribbean, Top Gun. I think he's working on Top Gun Two right now. So they've got a lot of capital. They've added about seven local owners to be minority owners, so they got a local connection there as well. And then if you look at the the, they hired Todd or Todd Lewicki, uh, who was previously the president of the Tampa Bay lightning, uh, and most recently was with the NFL to be the president. And he also used to run the Seahawks. So he's got some local cash. They, they know what they're doing. His brother, Tim, Lywicki runs the Oakview group who's going to do the arena. So they really, the, the group that came in here knows what they're doing. They have experience and they've just played this perfectly. They knew how to work with the city, work with the community. It's all being privately funded, both the arena, you know, obviously the team is, uh, together, those two groups are going to put in over a billion dollars into this project. Uh, and it's a boon for the city because that, that arena was sitting empty, and so now that's being revitalized, all with private money. Uh, so it's all it's all been pretty much uh, uh, you know thumbs up here in Seattle. Uh,
2: take take me through the arena situation. Like, are they are we still looking at Key Arena for a while, and then a new one, or like an upgrade on Key? What's happening there?
0: So it's it's not a full demolition, but it's a eighty percent demolition. So what they're wow. going to do is they they have to keep the roof at Key Arena because it was designated a, a historical landmark. Um, for some reason, <laughs> so they are, they're 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 gutting everything underneath it. They're going to dig down 15 more feet and 50 feet out. So they're going it's going to be bigger. Right now, for hockey, it holds like 12 or 13, but it, w- it will hold uh, almost 18,000 when they're done. Um, and they've got some pretty ambitious plans for it. Uh, they, they say it's going to be one of the best arenas in the, in the league when they're done. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're, it's going to cost them a lot though. It's 700 million dollars to, to redo that. So it's not just a a slapping some tape on it. It's it's definitely a, it's basically a whole new
2: arena amazing okay well and let me ask you this too because seattle had an nba team the supersonics that yeah. left uh i believe after the 07 08 season so it's been about a decade there without uh without basketball had some great players playing there um so is this is this part of a larger play to also bring the nba back back to seattle or do you think if it winds up you know it's just nhl and and the nba never comes back is, is that going to be acceptable
0: well, right now, they're focused 100% on hockey. And Todd Bywick, has been pretty strong in saying that hockey is not a consolation prize here, that this, this is what they're after. Now, they are also aware of the love for the Sonics uh, in this community. And so they, they built that arena in a way that the NBA says would work for them. Uh, the ownership group has some connections to the NBA. In fact, a couple of the minority owners uh, of the Acolleys, their, their father owned the Supersonics uh, before, the, before it was sold. Uh, to, to Howard Schultz, who eventually sold them, and then, then they moved. So they have a lot of connections to the NBA. They keep saying that they're open to that. They they want to eventually lure an NBA team here. You know, most likely, uh, hopefully, an expansion team. So that's going to come a ways. You know, we we keep hearing from the NBA that they're not going to expand for several years. So that's a little ways down the road. But they are building this arena with that in mind. They're even they're even having an NBA designated dressing room that they're going to put into it.
2: Oh, okay, Andy I joining us on Oilers now. he uh, covers uh, all sorts of hockey in Seattle for ESPN radio. We're talking a little bit about uh, uh, about the you know very l- likely upcoming expansion uh, into Seattle for a thirty second NHL team uh, i i mean you're you're on the hockey scene there in the past you and I have talked about you know Ethan Bear and some WHL stuff is there and look, Vegas did so great on and off the ice. Like, are you pretty confident there's a there's a strong appetite for uh, for the NHL? Like, it wouldn't be a distant, you know, second or third fiddle to the Seahawks or University or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's going to do really. I think it's going to do really well. You know, they. I've always felt the hockey fans here were a little bit underground. You have two junior teams that are successful, but as far as NHL fandom, you know, I think there were a lot of fans, but they they just didn't have a place to gather, and they're fans of different teams throughout the league. But when they well they they did a season ticket drive in March and they their goal was to get thirteen thousand deposits for an NHL team where they didn't have a, a, an arena yet they didn't have a name they didn't even have an approval from the NHL yet and their goal was to get thirteen thousand and they hit that number in twelve minutes when they went on sale okay. and they ended up in about six hours with thirty three thousand deposits for season tickets and that's people actually putting down money uh, in the hope of getting season tickets now obviously all thirty three thousand aren't going to get them because the arena's not going to hold that much so. I think they were blown away by that. Uh, I think the league was impressed by that. And so I, I think that just shows that that theory that there was underground hockey fan fans here uh, really really is true. And they, they all kind of jumped
2: up there at that moment. Okay. Well, that's uh, I'll throw you a bit more of a frivolous name. Do you have any idea what – is there a favorite for what the name of the team would be?
0: <laughs> that, that's actually – that's probably been a bigger debate than where to put the arena here. <laughs> uh, I, I know that that's been a lot on a lot of people's minds. I personally don't care, but uh, some of the names, there's some people who want to go back to the the Metropolitans, which obviously with the Metropolitan Division and the NHL has some complications. I'm not sure that's going to be what it is. The Seattle Totals played the old Western Hockey League here for a long time. That's another name that people threw out. And then one that's kind of uh, growing... Underground uh, is, is the Seattle Kraken, uh, you know, oh, the <laughs> creature. So that, that's actually gaining some steam. Uh, we don't know yet what the actual folks that are in charge think. Uh, they they said, though, now that they've gotten this green light, so so to speak, from the NHL, that they're going to start working on that in the spring. So we, we may know for sure in the spring what the team colors are going to be, what the sweaters are going to look like, and what the
2: nickname's going to be. Uh, I'm going to test your Canadian Football League knowledge here. Have they considered Rough Riders? <laughs>
0: I've not heard that name come up. <laughs> uh, I know there were two Rough Riders, now there's only one. There you I go, yeah. Other one, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, you know, I had somebody texting in, fair question, what would happen to the Seattle Thunderbirds? Could the, could the dub keep going there with an NHL team in the city? Yeah,
0: I get that question a lot. And it's not just the Seattle Thunderbirds, it's also the Everett Silvertips. Mm-hmm. If you're familiar with the Seattle area, Everett's situated north of downtown, and, and Seattle now plays in Kent, which is south of downtown. And both those clubs are, are very welcoming of the NHL. I talked to Todd LeWitt with the NHL group, and he, he wants to support that. And, and I think the theory is that there'll be more attention to hockey, and so the interest will, will raise up. And then, obviously, junior hockey, the ticket prices are going to be more affordable. So I think they will f- survive. And we, we already have kind of a, a model of how this could work. You have the Seattle Mariners play who play downtown, and then there's a minor league team in Everett, and then there's another minor league team in Tacoma, which is south of Seattle. So you already see that kind of dynamic working at a major league with a major league uh, team. So I, I think both the Thunderbirds and the Silver Tips will, will do just well.
2: All right, uh, Andy, I, I don't know if you were able to see uh, the, the Oilers game or some highlights this morning, but Ethan Bear made a great pass. One touch down to Ryan Strome to set up the overtime winner. Ethan's had a pretty good camp. You covered this uh, young man uh, for several years when he played for the Thunderbirds. I know you and I talked about him in the past. So, uh, you know, it's funny, a lot of times the, the guys who covered these players in junior when they break through they're kind of like well yeah obviously like he's he's good And I, it's not that I ever thought Ethan was good but I wasn't sure if you know how he would do through camp here he's he's exceeded my expectations for camp depending on the injury situation he's probably either going to play Saturday or maybe get assigned to Bakersfield but give us a little bit about your experience uh, with Ethan when he was uh, a Thunderbird
0: oh yeah he was a he was a joy to cover here in Seattle you know he is a good kid a hard-working kid uh you know, he, he he was a great player. He won defenseman of the year his last year. He, ended, he actually has uh, set the Seattle record for most, most goals ever by a defenseman. Uh got the big, heavy slap shot. Uh, you know, I, I was a little surprised he got up to Edmonton last year. I, I thought maybe it might take him a year or two, but uh, it's, it's really great to see him having success. Uh, and, and he's got a lot of fans here in Seattle. So in two years, that first time the Oilers come through, there'll be a lot of Ethan Bear fans uh, in, in the arena.
2: Excellent stuff, Andy. Thanks for the update. We uh, we may be talking more and more as this <laughs> as this story keeps growing. It's uh, thanks for taking time out of your day too. I know you're busy, man. Let's keep in touch. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Good stuff there. Great information from Andy Ied from uh, ESPN Radio in Seattle. So I mean, this is uh, as it's maybe not quite a slam dunk yet, but it's a uh, free path for a layup. Let's put it that way. Uh, that Seattle's going to join the National Hockey the Kraken, Brendan the Kraken the Kraken sorry that's the big uh, like tentacly thing yeah the big mythical squid creature wow you think they'd name the team that no I, well, maybe they could name it possibly. after two colors <laughs> the teal navies yeah exactly you know Ottawa's got the red blacks yeah. the Seattle could have the teal navies that's pretty good the navy teals there you go oh, little boy. play on words <laughs> that's a beauty the Seattle navy teals there you are we just named Book the it. Seattle team
1: Book it now. We just
2: named the Seattle team. All I can say is, don't put it to a fan vote because no good has ever come out of doing a fan vote for something like that. Like, what what's making you angry right now? (laughs) Share with me. It's okay. I mean do you trust the general populace and all the uh, Well you, you got to give me an example Listen of a you're fan familiar vote with the internet wrong, right? What is a fan vote gone wrong? Ever? See you can't think of one you're all upset can, about be, it. I can There was a the name of a boat and I'm trying to recall oh, whether it's Boaty actually McBoatface. a boat face. Bodie McBoatface oh, that's exactly. That's sports though. That's the that's the naval world. But it's that's totally what different. can happen. That's why politics <laughs> don't take place on the internet yet. That's how I see it. Oh, Dylan's thinking Seattle Falcons, volcanoes eruption, explosion, America's <laughs> storm, the Seattle storm. I don't, I don't mind. Is, there isn't there, That's uh, the WNBA, there's a WNBA team. team there's WNBA team. Is that the Seattle team? Is that yes. the Seattle storm? Yeah. Or are you I thinking like that, of though. Sue Storm who plays in the WNBA? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely the name of the team. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can text 63630, the phone number seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. 496 Or there's now presented by Digitex, trusted by 630 Chad, Visit their new e-commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment
2: Digitex.ca. Adam Scorgi coming up. A little more on making cocoa and its Edmonton debut. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Ched, Appreciate you tuning in today. Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer. You can get in touch on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline 780 496 0063. The text line courtesy of Westlock Ford. You do that by typing in 630-630 on your smartphone. The Seattle Grunge. They could all have long hair coming out of their helmets. This, this texture says, I hear Supersonics is available too soon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I doubt they would go there. Uh, Seattle Thunder. Oh, fan vote gone wrong. Kevin from Stony, John Scott in the All Star game. Really good point. the The Seattle Coasters. <laughs> this, was, to, this was hey, a fun. This re- all, this came up a few times on Inside Sports, my show in the evening, when people were naming the Vegas team. The coasters is a good place to put a cup, right? Oh, that's Uh, good. I like it. I love the double meaning. That's why I always like the Las Vegas slots, the gambling and hockey terms, and, of course, the uh, Las Vegas strippers related to your presence on the strip of Las Vegas, where all the casinos are and stuff. I'm still within three months here. I don't want to get fired for the, even going near that. The Seattle Coffee Grinders. Well, that'd be a good one. Java. And, of course, somebody said the Seattle Hockey McHockey Faces. I would love it if a team just... <laughs> I just, I just love, love it if a team did all that. Uh, all right. The Whalers. The Seattle Whalers. The Buzzards keep the bird theme going. Well, the Mariners isn't a bird team. What's the soccer team, the Sounders? It's the Seattle Sounders, isn't it? Right. <laughs> Their logo is Ryan Jesperson on sound asleep on his my pillow. <laughs> the Seattle Mammoth. Oh, I like that one. The Seattle Mammoth. That's a good one. If there's some history there. You have a there. lot of fun with that.
1: Well, they do the Colorado Mammoth as uh, oh, right. a is a lacrosse team, are they, right? Are
2: they still in the lacrosse league? Uh, as far I'm not as sure I know. if they're still in that league. Um The Seattle Fishmongers, you know, the guys that throw the. Yeah. Yeah. That's not too bad. Uh, Colton says, uh, Reed, you must be tired. Early morning game, then Oilers now, then inside sports tonight. Don't worry, Colton. I'm not doing inside sports tonight. Dave Campbell's filling in for me. Some guests on the show get gift cards to Japanese Village steak and seafood cooked right at your table Japanese Village, Edmonton South, Downtown and Northside and also in Sherwood Park. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You can also text six thirty six thirty. 630 The Oilers did win this morning 4-3 in overtime against the Cologne Sharks. Ryan Strom
1: had the game winner. We didn't really know what to expect so nice to kind of pull it out and didn't really do much just kind of tipped it in so nice to get the win and uh, I guess now the, uh, the real games begin. Yeah, how was that? How was it playing against the Cologne Sharks? Were they tougher than you guys thought? Yeah, it's just a different game, I think. we, uh, You know, you try to execute the systems that we use, but it's just so different. And um, I think, as you can see, Connor and Leon and those guys, they, they're they so good one-on-one in North America. And then they beat a guy here, and there's so much ice. Like, guys can recover. And it's just completely different. It's tough to execute what, we, uh, what we're used to. But it was a great experience. And um, credit to them and the fans. It was a fantastic game. And uh, one, of, one of my favorite hockey memories today, for sure. It was a lot of fun. And with that being said, how was it playing out there on the big ice? A lot different, yeah. Uh, legs are a little tired, so they should be in good shape for the first regular season game. But uh, like I said, good experience, a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's great for the game and uh, great to see how much they uh, love their team here. And it was the, like I said, it was a great time. And just a comment on the fans, I mean, the environment was totally different than we're used to. Yeah, people jumping around and chanting the last names <laughs> and stuff It caught me off guard, and they yelled dry cell at the beginning, but uh, it was cool. It's, uh, you know, I've kind of played some uh, North American or sorry European events before with like World Juniors and stuff, but never a game like this and uh, great experience a lot of fun and uh, it's nice to see them jumping around having a good time it's uh, pretty cool in warm ups everyone's standing up and stuff it was, uh, it was a lot of uh, a lot of new experiences but uh, they're all great Do you feel like the NHL is ready to have a regular season game here after seeing what's uh, capable in this kind of atmosphere? Yeah it'd be great I don't know about the big ice though it's uh, it's a lot different uh, like I said I think you know it's, it's almost like a different sport out there really it's just the way you kind of play and execute and um, I mean we're used to kind of chipping pucks in and stuff like that and you can't really chip them in here so um, in terms of uh, the support and the facilities and everything absolutely it's uh, it's top notch and um, we got treated like gold here it was, a, it was nothing but a great experience and um, the hockey side a bit different but uh, again it's it's once you get on there and there's just one puck two goalies it's the same thing but uh, the systems are a bit different like I said.
2: That is Ryan Strom gets the overtime winner for the Oilers 4-3 in Cologne this morning now they're on to Sweden to take on New Jersey. This portion of Oilers now presents by Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu locations, visit RoyalPizza.ca and download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Our next guest is Macon Coco. Adam Scorgi in studio after the break. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 6:30. Chad.